Hi guys, welcome back to the second episode of the HodgePodge Pod. I am very excited to be chatting with you guys today because we are going to be talking about imposter syndrome Um, and basically just like starting your creative endeavor and not being afraid to um, use your gift and use your creativity to make something happen for yourself. Um, So I can attest to having imposter syndrome probably pretty much throughout my whole time of developing um, my Creative Bean account and now starting up this podcast. And it is not a fun feeling to have. Um, As soon as I put up that first podcast post and I decided to post it to my personal account and really just put myself out there, I was suddenly feeling this imposter syndrome like, oh gosh, why am I doing this? Um, It just has you questioning so many things, like, can I really commit to this? Will people judge? Am I a podcaster? Can I really pull this off? And so I am a great example of someone who goes through this imposter syndrome and then has to learn how to push through. So yeah, so today I am going to be brushing over this topic and just giving you guys some content on how to kind of conquer these feelings of imposter syndrome and push through to be your most creative self. Before I get into the main part of the episode where the advice will be, I just wanted to chat about um, when I'm recording this episode right now. So currently, I just announced on a couple different Instagram accounts that this podcast is a thing. And so I am feeling imposter syndrome right now. And I thought what would be better uh, than to use this energy to record the second episode and just really talk about imposter syndrome in hopes to not only make myself feel better, but also to teach you guys that it's okay to be feeling this. Um, And then we're working through this together. And so first, I would love to define um, imposter syndrome and just let you know a little bit about what that means. So after a quick Google search, imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. So it says that it disproportionately affects high achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. Many question if they're deserving of the accolades. And so also it says, to put it simply, imposter syndrome is the experience of feeling like a phony. You feel as though at any moment you're going to be found out as a fraud, like you don't belong where you are and you only got there through dumb luck. And so I think that both of these definitions are super on point um, and really great ways to define imposter syndrome. Um, And it is just something that I've heard Um, time and time again and I think it just describes like a certain type of fear very well Um, because say you were going into um, an interview and you don't think that your resume has the exact credentials that they are looking for that right there is already imposter syndrome Um, so it could come as little as Um, like self-doubt in your brain. It could come as little as that or it can come as big as showing up to a meeting or showing up to an interview and physically feeling the nerves of not feeling like you belong there. And so I do think it's something that's really important to kind of define and address because um, it kind of explains why your nerves might be there. And 
Whenever you understand something a little bit more, it might help you to cut back on those nerves a little bit more next time. And so, yeah, so I thought that I would start with defining that and then I would love to chat through some different advice that I've heard from other creators and really just share that information to you guys. Um, I always really like to keep lots of notes um, from content that I consume. Um, I have a bullet journal that I use where I keep track of podcast notes and just different things that I've heard other people talk about that have really resonated with me. So first, I would love to chat about my favorite ladies, J.C. Marie Smith and Chelsea Jade. They have really just been um, two girls who push out content that just really resonates with me, uh, whether it be through their podcast, What We Said, or their course, Balance Boss, um, or honestly through just Instagram captions on both of their pages. I just think they're two really powerful boss ladies that are great to follow and consume all all their content. And so some advice from their podcast, What We Said, just really resonated with me, and I would love to begin by sharing this with you. Um, A quote that I put down in my notes from a particular podcast not too long ago was, why are you working so hard to protect an identity that does not even serve you? Um, So I personally, personally really liked this quote because it sort of relates to the whole concept of someone's opinion of you doesn't need to be claimed by you if it's not something that you accept to be like a trait of yourself. Um, When you are defining your identity, you want to pick traits that you are happy with. Um, So why would you pick traits and say that they are your own? if you don't want them to serve, if they don't serve you and you don't want them to um, be portrayed to others. So an example that they gave with this is that um, simply by saying, I am not a morning person, you are claiming that as your own. And so when you speak or think those words, you are deciding that you're not a morning person. And so I feel like this sort of goes with manifestation as well. Um, that if you are like, I am a morning person actually, and you choose to be one, then you will start to act more in a way that a morning person does and begin to feel more comfortable with that. And so I'll say that quote one more time from their podcast. And it is, why are you working so hard to protect an identity that does not even serve you? So yeah, that one was really great. And I would definitely write that one down or add it to your notes. Um, I really love and would suggest um, taking notes on all the content that you consume that you find to be valuable and that you find to resonate with yourself. That is something that I have really started to do. And it always is really great to reflect back on and pull from just in the same way that I'm doing so now. Um, now, besides their What We Said podcast, JC and Chelsea also had a or have a course that's called Balance Boss. Um, I took it from them back in August 2020, and they just have so many great um, sessions where they share different topics that are super helpful for young creatives to hear and, um, business-minded girls to hear as well. And so one episode or one, um, session that really resonated with me was their motivation versus discipline episode. And I am looking directly at my notes to talk about it with you guys. So basically they were talking about how motivation is fleeting. Um, And especially when you have that imposter syndrome, motivation can be very fleeting. It comes and goes 
sticks around during certain times of the day and then other times of the day maybe is not present at all. Um, But something that counters motivation is discipline. Discipline can and will stick around for you if you let it. And discipline is what you're going to want to be relying upon. Um, So basically, if you think of motivation, um, it comes to you maybe in little sparks or in little moments. um, But that is not necessarily something that you can rely on. While you can act and take advantage of those little sparks of motivation, um, as soon as they're fleeting or gone, discipline is all that you are going to have left. And the girls, JC and Chelsea, gave a great example of this with working out that also I would love to give to you guys as an example as well. And so say you lay out your working workout clothes in the morning and you put that as a habit into your morning routine to where when you wake up, you walk over to those workout clothes, put them on, and then start to get ready for your day. Now, this is something that actually is act of discipline. As soon as you follow through with putting on those clothes and getting up and going for the day, that is something that you are setting for yourself to do to get going. Um, Now, whether you have the motivation to feel like putting on those clothes or the motivation to feel like taking that next step and going to the gym, that is questionable. You don't know if that motivation is going to show up for you. But you can show up for yourself in the form of discipline and really act in a way that makes you move forward to your next step of the day. In regards to how motivation and discipline relate to imposter syndrome itself, um, it's because sometimes motivation is fleeting when you are having these feelings of self-doubt that come with imposter syndrome. And so if that motivation is fleeting and you don't feel like you can do whatever you set out to do, that is when you would need to ask discipline to come in for yourself. And so... I don't know. Personally, I have a lot of motivation and creative energy to do things at night. And then in the morning, that fades and I would need to then turn to rely on discipline. Um, But the thing is, discipline is kind of hard in the mornings as well. Um, So something that I've told myself recently is that anything that I think of and choose to do at nighttime, I will then follow through with the next morning or the next day. Um, And that is a choice to discipline myself and um, know that my thoughts and ideas and everything are still acceptable and still great to move forward with, even when they're not coming in a time when I feel the most motivated. So to sum it up, my advice is basically to commit to whatever you decided upon during your most motivated moment. You might find that certain times of day, like at night, if you're the same as me, are your times of your most motivation and creativity. Um, Now, whatever you decide in that moment is what you're going to follow through with for yourself. And like I said, that is my biggest piece of advice. Um, So that is actually why I am getting this podcast up. It is because one night when I came up with this idea, I decided that it's something that I am going to follow through with. Now, while I am kind of a hypocrite for this because it took me about a month or two of planning before deciding to follow through, um, I would hope that my advice would help you to have a quicker turnaround time with doing things that you decide upon for yourself. Next, I would love to chat about something that I am doing for myself, and that is reading more books. I feel like I kind of grew away from reading um, as soon as high school hit because there would be so much textbook reading and novel reading for 
different classes and English class especially that would just make reading like not fun anymore. Um, I used to really like it when I was little. I still wouldn't really do it that much out of enjoyment, but it is definitely something that I'm trying to come around to more. Um, but anyways, a book that I finished recently is the Start Something That Matters book by Blake McCoskey. And so Blake McCoskey is the chief shoe giver of Tom's. And so he is the CEO of Tom's shoe brand. Now, I don't know if you guys remember Tom's, but I remember they were super popular back when I was in middle school and high school. So I would say maybe like 2012 to 2015 or something but yeah I really love his business model and all the advice that he has to share and during part of his book um, he talked on imposter syndrome a little bit sort of indirectly with that and gave some advice on how to start up businesses and move forward with that all while feeling fear or trying to get yourself to stop feeling fear and so I am just going to read some Uh, quotes from his book that really resonated with me that I would love to share with you all. So the first one that relates most closely to imposter syndrome is that when you go back to your core motivations, you infirm the authenticity of your project, which takes away one of your biggest fears, that you are a fraud. And so imposter syndrome is thinking that you are a fraud. So basically, Blake is giving the advice that um, you have to go back to your core motivations or your purpose in order to make yourself feel better about the project that you are starting up. Um, Often purpose is a really good motivating factor um, to drive yourself forward or push yourself forward. Um, And so that was something that really resonated with me because um, knowing your purpose and really acting in that purpose is something that can motivate you to get something started. Um, Now, another quote that I pulled from his book as well is the following. So people tend to think that they should start something only when they are totally and completely knowledgeable about the field that they want to enter. That probably will never happen. No one goes into these ventures knowing everything. You have a good idea, you have the energy, you raise money, and you go and do your best. If you spend all your time learning and studying to be ready, you'll never start your venture. Um, I thought this part of the book was super powerful um, because nobody is um, ever totally knowledgeable about the field that they're in. Like really, if you think about it, you might not know everything about anything that you're going to start up ever. Um, Even if you study for four years in college about a certain topic, you're still going to go into your first job feeling like an imposter. The people that you're going to be surrounded by are going to seemingly have a lot more experience than you. They're going to have a lot more years on the job and everything of that sort. And so when you begin something, it is okay not to be totally or completely knowledgeable about the field you are entering. It is also okay to not know anything at all. And I know that sounds crazy, but... I mean, I can definitely attest to this. I don't know anything about podcasting. I've maybe listened to podcasts, but that is the extent of my knowledge on how to do this. Um, Now, you can pull in knowledge from other things that make you feel more comfortable about how to move forward. Like, for example, branding or graphic design, um, creativity. I could pull in all those things to maybe help me um, make this podcast happen. But until you act on something, you're not really going to know what you're getting yourself into. 
But that isn't something that should totally even scare you either. Like, I know the unknown is scary and you don't know what comes of it. But really, if you think of all your fears and just go to write them down and you also write down the worst possible outcome, like how bad can it really be? Um, Say if you start up this creative project or this business idea um, and put this amount of money into it, the worst that could happen is you lose that amount of money. Now, this risk is something that you do have to consider and try to think on, you know, is it worth it? But once you decide that it is worth it and you move forward with things, um, I don't know. You're just going from there, I guess. But yeah, you have to also stop imagining scenarios that don't favor you. So when you're going into this interview and you feel that imposter syndrome, you know you're going to feel those nerves and that self-doubt. But you can't imagine it going so, so horribly and you tripping up over your words and all of the things that can go wrong in an interview. You have to start thinking, oh, I'm going into this and I'm talking about all of the things that I've done that have gotten me to this point. I'm going to hype myself up and get this done, bang this interview out and get out of the way for the day and then maybe plan something fun for you to go do after that interview. Um, So yeah, um, again, stop imagining scenarios that don't favor you. Um, Instead, when you start imagining the scenarios that do favor you, the confidence will then come to you in return and imposter syndrome should go away. I would definitely say that getting past imposter syndrome and those nerves can be vital to first steps of starting anything. So as long as you can commit and show up as that person that you are or are claiming to be, you'll be on a good track. So you need to promise yourself to be reliable and consistent for those who you are showing up for, whether that be your boss or even yourself. I find it that it's really difficult to show up um, as someone who's reliable um, and con consistent for myself Um, and that is something that I personally am working on and that takes a lot of discipline. Um, I feel like it is easy to show up for your boss, easy to show up for your teachers to really get that project or your assignment in but as soon as you start to form a habit or make promises to form a habit to yourself that is where discipline might be lacking. So making the decision for yourself that you're going to show up for as who you want to be and really show that discipline in regards to yourself and your self-respect, that could be something that's super life-changing. To close out this episode, I would love to chat about the idea of saying yes and faking it till you make it. So this is when I'm going to pull in my own advice and my own personal experiences to really give you guys some advice on how to be imposter syndrome. So I will chat about a few of my different um creative endeavors and creative projects where I have faked it till I made it. (laughs) And so basically, you guys will see on my podcast cover that I have it um, designed to be Creative Bean's um, The HodgePodge Podcast. And so Creative Bean is my startup that I explained in the first episode, if you guys listened. And basically, it is a business that I self-started, and it is for freelancing. So when I began this account, I was not intending it for to be for freelancing, um, did not intend to teach myself graphic design to any extent, 
or really dip my toes into that portion of creativity, but that is where things took me. Um, but as soon as I had some people and like some clients and stuff reaching out, asking me to do certain things for their business, whether it be designing phone cases or, um, doing an invitation to a birthday party or, um, creating a digital illustration of them in their favorite photo of themselves. Um, I would just say yes, 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 and yes to these opportunities. And that just really um, took me away and led me to find other clients and monetize my business even more. Um, So basically, whenever someone reaches out to you, um, asks for advice, asks for a favor, um, asks for a project to be done, you would say yes, um, really hone in on your talents and hone in on what you can do for them and offer them your best. And so another great example of this in my own experiences is when I worked with a nonprofit up in Connecticut. Um, The woman reached out to me and I had been in contact with her in the past and she asked me if I had any knowledge on advertising and marketing. Now, did I go to school for advertising and marketing? No. Did I take some classes on it in high school? Yes. Did I feel confident about my skills in advertising and marketing enough to give her some advice? Yes. And so that ounce of confidence that I had in myself and my abilities is what drove me to tell her yes, that I could help her out in this opportunity. Um, So not really having any um, advice for her other than some common sense and again, some creativity and some high school marketing class knowledge. Um, I didn't really have a lot of professional and real advice that I could offer her, but I knew that I'd be able to make her Instagram graphics and give her advice on how to promote her product. So if you have any experience, again, that answer should be yes. Um, And then recently I had someone reach out to me through a mutual connection and he was seeking advice on Facebook advertising. Now, do I have specific knowledge about Facebook and how to promote a business on there? Um, Not necessarily. But had I worked multiple jobs using the Instagram platform, which is also owned by Facebook, and had some knowledge to offer up on that? Yes. And so basically, you will learn how to pull from specific parts of your knowledge and really hype that type of knowledge up to the person that you are working for in order to make yourself feel that you are more valid and have more to offer for the opportunity. Um, You can't discount or devalue different experience that you do have and that you can offer to other people um, when taking on a new opportunity. So my big final advice is that have confidence when you say yes to something. Try to push that self-doubt and imposter syndrome aside and really decide that you do have enough experience with something if you are gonna say yes. Um, something that I do to squash the imposter syndrome when preparing for something that I know is going to make me a little nervous is that I write things out. And so when meeting about giving advice for Facebook advertisement and Facebook promotion of a business, I took a sheet of paper and wrote all on the front and all on the back, a business plan that I could pitch to him when he gave me a phone call. 
This made me feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more um, confident about what I did have to offer going into the call so that once I got there, I wouldn't have to feel those nerves anymore. So this is definitely a tactic that I would recommend and just my final piece of advice to you all about um, taking on imposter syndrome. Now, I definitely would encourage you all to research more about this. There are, I'm sure, a lot of other podcasts out about this as well. Um, JC and Chelsea with What We Said podcast do talk on this a lot and have a lot of other great advice on motivation and discipline. Um, So I would recommend checking them out. And I thought that the Start Something That Matters book by Blake McCoskey um, was a really great book to learn about imposter syndrome and starting something up that you might have been nervous to do so um, before. I appreciate you guys taking the time to listen to my second podcast episode here. Um, In the future, I do hope to make things a little bit less choppy and really try to do things in one take. Um, So I apologize if little cuts here or there might have sounded a little funky, but I hope that I will get better as time progresses. So yes, thank you for following along. I appreciate you guys and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Bye.